I have two questions for you. The first, what image or phrase comes up in your mind when you think of the country of Thailand? I'll give you a minute to check on that. Second question, what associations, images, or thoughts come to mind when you think of the word discovery? Let's travel together here back to 1998 and discover some things about Thailand, at least as I remember it, and maybe discover some things about ourselves. Hello, fellow travelers and dreamers. Welcome to my podcast, On Journey, Lessons Learned Through a Lifetime of Travel. I'm your host, Danny G, coming to you from the beautiful Hudson Highlands, sandwiched between the mighty Hudson River and the mystical Mount Beacon. Today, we tackle the myths of hitting the road on another adventure journey, the fears the misconceptions, the how-tos, and the never-agains. International travel, shoestring adventures, backpacking, and long-term journeys. These are the kind that I'm most familiar with. They bring up lots of questions. Questions about safety, traveling alone or with companions, issues around money and language, being away from home for long periods, and even confronting our abilities and limitations. Let's let the stories address these issues. One Night in Bangkok, December, 1998. One Night in Bangkok has turned into 35 somehow. I love this place. This city has way more charm and splendor than many travelers give it credit for. One always hears of the sleazier sides of this city, which certainly do exist in the form of drug deals, scam artists, prostitution, and what I call neo-prostitution, but in no way paints the total picture of Bangkok. I've felt like somewhat of a priest, actually, in the last five weeks, hearing countless unsolicited tales of woe from many travelers who either thought they had a Thai girlfriend, but later found out she was a prostitute, or married a Thai person who subsequently left after getting enough money or having a child, and other accounts of shady deals. One night in Bangkok makes a hard man humble, not much between despair and ecstasy. Murray Head But this hardly captures the breadth and depth of an amazing Thai people who will capture your heart upon first encounter with their beautiful smiles, their great sense of humor, and incredible stories of a rich cultural history with art, music, and storytelling. Staying put in one place for a while really opens your eyes to the dynamics and patterns that happen between locals and tourists in any one area. 
I knew things were rolling my way when I talked my way onto an early flight from Kathmandu to Bangkok that was supposedly overbooked. No reason for the four-day early departure except being ready to move on. I even managed to receive the meal that the ticket agent made me sign away in exchange for the flight. Great. Those are the little moments that any shoestring adventure traveler will tell you. Just make for an excitement and joy of a long journey that is already filled with uh, wonder and newness. Stepping off the plane in Thailand was on one level a sigh of relief. Coming to Thailand after India and Nepal is sort of like finishing a course in astrophysics and then beginning to take one in, I don't know, spelling. Not that the astrophysics course wasn't rewarding or dynamic or meaningful. It's just that the spelling is so much easier and manageable. The Thai people are wonderful. One of my first experiences in the city was asking some school kids for directions to some area of the city. They didn't know where I was going at all, but instead they hailed a taxi for me, rode with me in the taxi, and then insisted on paying for the lift. Everyone visiting here remarks on the smiles and lighthearted nature of the Thai folk. It's really refreshing. Just like the Nepalese, the Thais have a great sense of humor and just love to tease a great deal. This has also been a nice welcome change. I quickly found comfortable, basic accommodation at a Thai massage school, where I also wound up finishing a complete course in Thai massage after the first week. The vibe at this place is fantastic, being a mix of Thai and traveler types all living together. Very communal. It's located down one of these great little alleyways in a quiet spot, which is away from the 24-hour, techno-pumping, tourist-mongered Kosan Road. And there's always something interesting going on. It could, on the one hand, be the 41-year-old Malaysian man who missed his flight to his jungle home in Costa Rica once again because he can't seem to lift himself off the ground after 2 a.m., he calls it his blue home. Or it could be the group of 15 Japanese travelers repeatedly shouting, Nippon! Nippon! while watching the Japanese uh, soccer team play during the Asian Games. Or the countless tales from travelers passing by about their adventures in Cambodia, having to avoid landmines. Or through Burma, covertly boycotting the government. And once there was the Belgian anarchist, self-proclaimed, who sat down next to me in an Israeli restaurant and went on a 30-minute tirade denouncing the USA bombing of Iraq and then asked me, So, where are you from? And even once I was called down by the owner of the massage school to help with massaging a customer because the owner was short of workers that day. Huh? Me? Can I really do this? Anyway, never a dull moment. I definitely felt the intensity of upcoming change upon me as I left Nepal. I was getting that familiar feeling of being a bit antsy with the do-nothing-but-wander travel vibe and feeling strongly like I needed to work. I know, crazy, huh? I didn't even care where it was to work 
as long as I was putting my energies towards something constructive regularly. It was certainly interesting going to that interview for the English teaching job in Bangkok in my faded green camping pants, my stretched out black t-shirt, beard and sandals. I imagine I looked like some wayfaring desert wanderer or nomad. The interviewer looked me up and down with raised brow. Luckily, somehow, I got the job anyway with the promised intention to shave and to get some new garb. I never thought I'd wear polyester again after the tough skin decade of the 1970s, but never say never. Nothing like a cheap pair of blue polyester pants, a barely acceptable white button-up shirt, seedy tie, and those socks that you get on an airplane to facilitate the process of learning. I call this budget job hunting, impressing that employer on 33 cents a day. Anyway, teaching English to Thai folks has been the highlight of my Bangkok stay. I taught some private classes, one doctor who was going to study in the USA, and some larger classes of mostly college-age students. It's been a great way to meet the Thai people of the professional world, and also a fantastic way to exchange pieces of our culture in the classroom. The pay was helpful as well, I must admit. As a side note, I also learned a great deal about my own creativity, or maybe lack thereof, strengths and weaknesses, and, and some interests that I didn't realize I had. Many bridges to the psychology world, too, as you might imagine. Of course, teaching English hasn't helped my English much at all. Me communicate every day since India like this. Uh, not in classroom, but on street. Need leave out extra words so better understand me. This is how people in country, other, talk English sometimes, so they understand. I don't like talking like this, but I have to sometimes. Otherwise, they say, too fast, or no understand, good. Not good for someone who talked English good once. A slight drawback of teaching was having to miss out on a couple of days with the college fellows who came to visit two weeks ago. Bobby Kay and Bass made a nice rally and showed up weeks after a sarcastic request on my part for visitors. Although the usual freak madness and debauchery persisted throughout the two-week visit, I think we were fairly behaved. We hung mostly on the groovy islands of Koh Samet and Koh Chang, Ko Chang was one of my favorites, being more mountainous and uh, less flashy than Samet. I would come back and forth to the islands from Bangkok in between my teaching duties. Bobby Kay and I did see someone on Ko Samet that looked exactly like John Benita, but then we just made our usual cracks and let that one go. I've been unusually disillusioned with the travel scene lately. I'm not sure if it happens to be where I'm at at the moment, physically, you know, Bangkok, or perhaps where I am internally. Bangkok appears to attract a different tourist vibe. In general, the people are a bit more hostile, a bit more inebriated, and lonely or attached. I found that I've been uncharacteristically reclusive 
and hardly making attempts to talk to travelers these last few weeks. It's somewhat snobby and hypocritical of me since I'm one of these travelers, but I think I'm just feeling a need for some integration. As a traveler, you're still an outsider in a country. This disposition, of course, as always, will change again, but I'm just keeping you up on the current reflective process. Well, it's Christmas Eve, and I'm off in two hours for a 17-hour train ride to the Malaysian border town of Padang Besar. I need to briefly leave the country and re-enter again so I can extend my visa. I'll probably do this again sometime in the future. After that, I believe I'm going to stop in one of the islands for New Year's and make my way up north to Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai, and Pai for some trekking. Also, for some village life and seeing if I can find a communal gathering of yogis to learn from. Then I'm going to head over to Laos. From Laos, I'll decide whether or not I'll go to Vietnam before returning back to Thailand. As of now, the changed itinerary looks as follows, and this should be the last one, barring any unforeseen problems with ticketing, etc. Bangkok to Bali, Indonesia, March 16, 1999. Bali to Sydney, Australia, April 2, 1999. Sydney to Wellington, New Zealand, April 16, 1999. And Auckland, New Zealand to Los Angeles. July 15th or so. Since I don't have my native town, wherever I may go, I'm on my way home. Zen Harvest, compiled by Soiku Shigamatsu. December 24th, 1998. Pick up teaching pay. Quit job. Board the 13-hour Christmas Eve Express for the Malaysian border. Meet a Chinese-Malay teacher who shows me around Penang Island and buys me lunch. Christmas dinner alone, but not lonely. Watching Gone with the Wind and eating turkey flown in from the USA. Must have been very tired. Hanging on Monkey Beach, Crystal Blue. Up at 4 a.m. for the 12-hour bus ride to Surat Thani. Meet English Jamie, student dude from London. Three-hour ferry ride to the famous Kopanyang Island for New Year's slash full moon festivities. Arrive on the island at 11 p.m. to find all accommodation booked. People sleeping underneath bars and taverns. Head for Ban Kai on the same island. English couple offers to let us crash on the floor. But no need, due to serendipity, the wood hut exodus by an Aussie. Moped rentals prove rewarding. Hidden temples, lush subtropical jungle, palm-ridden waterfall-crazed mountain cove explorations. Rough roads, no roads sometimes. Great fish at the huts and card games. New Year's. Half of England and me 
and a pickup ride to Hot Rin Beach. Horizontally stacked dance bars pumping the techno-type trance, throwback disco beside folk tunes, rockabilly madness. Is that Gloria Gaynor over Metallica? Kind of brain-searing, continuous movement, heart-thumping scene. Purple neon lights make geometrical shapes to climb and dance on. The scene is unique. Hundreds of curious, risk-taking, cultured, eccentric never-say-nevers gathered together on one beach, throwing energy around in frenetic, disinhibited flow. Maybe not so unique. No way! English Rich is standing in the middle of the beach, covered in sand, holding Luke Skywalker's lightsaber to the sky. We battled. Australian women, covered in a body glow paint, drink Irish whiskey and play hacky sack with a Czech loner as a Danish man looks on. The fungus lady. Someone said she is sad. There's the German biker I saw in Bangkok a month ago. Hammocks everywhere. Screaming red sunset. Dark and loud ocean and a single boat. I sit. Indigo sunrise makes new colors. English folks leave. Still, I sit. The English girl and her boyfriend can't stop dancing. They light and dance again. It's 10.30 a.m. Music still pumping and the beach still packed with people. Pick up truck back to my hut. Go for a swim. Full moon party was pale. One week on the island was enough. Back to Bangkok and a minibus to Cosumet Island. Meet American Court, the Nebraskan farm boy now teaching English in Japan. Again, a wood floor and a mosquito net. Deep sea fishing, courtesy of the South African brother-sister team. Wonderful people. I caught three yellow snapper, this big, envisioned arms stretched out widely, laughing and singing loudly. Back to Bangkok for the 12-hour train ride to the northern Thai city of Chiang Mai. 6 a.m. wandering brings me luckily to the Sunshine Guesthouse, run by Italian woman and her Thai husband, a yoga-slash-tai-chi center with tranquil garden, a scene with an at-home vibe. Yes, yes, I am interested in the yoga course. Enter Laurino, crazy Italian yogi who churns his stomach to the constipation dance and fantastic instructor from Bologna. Off to the northern Lahu Hill Tribe village for a 10-day intensive yoga therapy course based on the Gitananda tradition in the mountains. Concurrent therapeutic massage course happening. The Lahu people. Cascading rice patties, wooden rice thrashers, heavy, cotton, dark blue clothing, warm smiles, harvesters of opium. Up at 4 a.m., one kilometer walk up the hill, one hour of pranayama, that's breath control, one hour of meditation, two hours of yoga therapy asanas, 
postures. 9 a.m. breakfast of papaya, sticky rice, greens, pumpkin, banana, and passion fruit, and sometimes garlic potatoes. Daytime volunteer for massage class, amazing, especially South Indian foot massage. Hill tribe trekking and siestas abound. 1 p.m. lunch of papaya, sticky rice, greens, pumpkin, banana, and passion fruit, and sometimes garlic potatoes. 4.30 p.m., one-hour meditation. 5.30 p.m., 90 minutes of yoga therapy postures. 7 p.m., dinner of papaya, sticky rice. You get the picture. Discussion questions, then bed in my bamboo hut that I share with the tell-it-like-it-is Greek guy, Takis. Body released a lot of toxins the first few days. Felt miserable. Began to feel body change, lighter and more energized, around day four. The course is geared toward specific physiological problems. There's a series for constipation, diabetes, thyroid, back problems, hernias, and others. Pranayama for improving concentration, memory, and decreasing doubt, and others for wiping out disorders of the throat. My mind is whipping around this style for a future clinic or healing center in the U.S. This experience impacted me greatly due to its direct, powerful, and personal aspects. My mind is clear and focused. Kapun Krap I hitched back to Chiang Mai to prepare for Laos. I wish I could say the same for the serenity of my mind and body right now. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't be so quick to criticize. In many ways, the learning that I soaked in on this trip with regard to the connections between mind, body, and spirit continue on today, both in my work with others and, hopefully, with work on myself. In my self-care practices, meditation, stress management, and also my commitment to continued self-discovery. The journey really never ends, does it? And then, of course, all of that falls completely apart from time to time. Can you relate? That seems to be part of it. The falling away and the coming back, right? Anyway, separate from all that, I'm struck here in this episode with the joys and the freedom of feeling free enough to explore different aspects of the beautiful Thai culture. There's a warmness and an ocean embrace about Thailand that is unparalleled across the world. Most who have been there can attest to that. What were you struck by? Would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of On Journey. This show is produced by myself and the talented Patrick McAndrew. Original music by the groove creator, Billy Mack. I'm your host, Danny G, and I will be with you in the next episode as we explore another adventure together here on Journey.